you are now tuned into World War II Stories. I'm your host, Steve Matthews, and I'm here to take you on a journey through the whirlwind of historical events that shaped our world and defined generations. Stay tuned every Tuesday and Thursday as we delve into the riveting, inspiring, and sometimes tragic stories from World War II. We'll meet the brave men and women who stood up to tyranny, we'll explore clandestine operations and daring escapes, and we'll pay tribute to the resilience of the human spirit in times of extreme adversity. Also, be sure to check out our other podcast focusing on World War I, the conflict that set the stage for the global turmoil that followed. Use the link in the description below. The invasion of Poland by Nazi Germany in September 1939 marked the beginning of World War II and set the stage for one of the most devastating conflicts in human history. The events leading up to the invasion were marked by tension, aggression, and fear, as Nazi Germany sought to expand its territory and assert its dominance in Europe. The invasion was swift and brutal, overwhelming the Polish army and bringing an end to Polish independence. The world was left in shock as the international community struggled to respond to Hitler's aggression. I am your host, Steve Matthews. Join us on a journey through one of the most pivotal moments in world history, as we explore the events leading up to and following Nazi Germany's invasion of Poland, a tragic and pivotal event that changed the course of history and serves as a reminder of the cost of war and the importance of working towards peace. To understand Germany's invasion of Poland, we must look back further in history. The Treaty of Versailles was the peace treaty signed by the Allied powers in Germany on June 28, 1919, that ended World War I. The treaty was the result of a long and complex series of events that had led to the outbreak of war in 1914. One of the main factors that led to the war was the complex web of alliances between the major European powers. These alliances had been established to provide security and stability in the region, but they also created a situation where any conflict between two powers could quickly escalate into a much larger conflict involving multiple countries. The aggressive foreign policies of Germany, which sought to expand its territory and influence in Europe, was another factor that led to tensions with other major powers, particularly France and the United Kingdom. The immediate trigger for World War I was the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand of Austria-Hungary in Sarajevo, Bosnia, on June 28, 1914, by Gavrilo Princip, a member of a Serbian nationalist group the Black Hand. The assassination was motivated by the desire of the Serbian nationalists to create a united, independent Serbian state that would include Bosnia and Herzegovina, which were then part of Austria-Hungary. The nationalist group had been established with the goal of achieving this independence and had carried out a number of assassinations and other violent actions in pursuit of their goal. Archduke Franz Ferdinand was a target for assassination because he was seen as a symbol of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, which was seen by the Serbian nationalists as an oppressive foreign power that was denying them their independence. He was also seen as a moderate who might be willing to negotiate with the Serbian nationalists, which made him a threat to their goals. The assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand was the spark that ignited World War I. It set off a chain reaction of alliances and military mobilizations that led to the outbreak of war. 
Austria-Hungary declared war on Serbia, and other countries soon became involved, leading to a global conflict that lasted for four years and resulted in the deaths of millions of people. The war lasted for four years and resulted in the deaths of millions of people, both military and civilian. The Allied powers ultimately emerged victorious, but the war had taken a heavy toll on Europe and the world. The Treaty of Versailles was a peace treaty signed by the Allied powers in Germany on June 28, 1919, that ended World War I that was intended to establish a lasting peace and prevent future conflicts among the entangled alliances. It imposed heavy reparations on Germany, including the loss of territory, military limitations, and the payment of huge war reparations. These terms devastated the German economy and fueled political unrest, setting the stage for the rise of Adolf Hitler and the Nazi Party in the 1930s. Many Germans believed that the treaty was unjust and that Germany had been unfairly punished for the war. In the early 1930s, Adolf Hitler and his Nazi party rose to power in Germany, promising to restore Germany's power and prestige. Hitler had a vision of a greater Germany that would expand its territory and assert its dominance in Europe. Adolf Hitler's vision for Germany prior to World War II was centered on the idea of creating a greater Germany that would expand its territory and assert its dominance in Europe. Hitler believed that Germany had been unfairly treated after World War I and that the country had the right to regain its former power and prestige. Hitler was a charismatic and powerful speaker, and he used his skills to paint a vivid picture of a new Germany that would be strong, prosperous, and respected. He promised to restore Germany's economy and create jobs, and he appealed to people's sense of nationalism and pride in their country. At the heart of Hitler's vision was the idea of creating a pure Aryan race, which he believed was superior to all others. He promoted a racist ideology that targeted Jews, Romani, homosexuals, and other groups, and he believed that these groups were inferior and needed to be eliminated. This ideology would later lead to the Holocaust and the murder of millions of people. Hitler also promoted the idea of Lebensraum, or living space, for the German people. He believed that Germany needed more territory in Eastern Europe to provide room for the growing German population and to ensure access to natural resources. This expansionist policy led to the invasion of Poland and the start of World War II. Hitler's vision for Germany was appealing to many people who were struggling with economic hardship and political instability. The Nazi party gained popularity through propaganda and promises of economic recovery, but they also used violence and intimidation to silence opposition. The international community was deeply concerned about Hitler's aggressive behavior. In 1936, Hitler sent troops into the Rhineland, a demilitarized zone along the French border, in violation of the Treaty of Versailles. This move sparked international outrage but no country was willing to take military action against Germany. As Hitler continued his expansionist policies, tensions grew between Germany and the Soviet Union. Tensions between Germany and the Soviet Union before World War II were driven by a number of factors, including ideology, competition for resources, and territorial ambitions. On one hand, the two countries were ideologically opposed to each other. Germany, 
under the leadership of Adolf Hitler and the Nazi Party, promoted a far-right, nationalist ideology that was hostile to communism and socialism. The Soviet Union, on the other hand, was a socialist state that was committed to promoting communist ideals and expanding the influence of the Communist Party. In addition to ideological differences, there was competition for resources, particularly in the areas of food and raw materials. Germany was facing economic hardship and had a growing population that needed to be fed, while the Soviet Union was rich in natural resources but struggled with food shortages due to poor agricultural practices. Territorial ambitions also played a role in the tensions between the two countries. Germany had a vision of creating a greater Germany that would expand its territory and assert its dominance in Europe. The Soviet Union, meanwhile, was seeking to expand its sphere of influence in Eastern Europe, particularly in Poland and the Baltic states. Despite these tensions, Hitler and Soviet leader Joseph Stalin surprised the world by signing a non-aggression pact on August 23, 1939, known as the Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact. The pact included a secret protocol that divided Eastern Europe into spheres of influence between Germany and the Soviet Union. The protocol assigned Finland, Estonia, Latvia, and parts of Romania and Poland to the Soviet sphere, while Germany took the rest of Poland and Lithuania. This agreement allowed Hitler to invade Poland without fear of Soviet intervention and secured the Soviet Union's western border, giving Stalin time to prepare for a potential German invasion. However, the pact would be short-lived as Germany would eventually invade the Soviet Union in 1941, leading to one of the deadliest conflicts in human history. Poland had been preparing for a potential German invasion for years. Poland had reasons to anticipate a German invasion due to Germany's aggressive behavior and expansionist policies in the years leading up to World War II. Adolf Hitler and the Nazi Party had risen to power in Germany on a platform of restoring Germany's power and prestige, and they had promised to expand the country's territory. In the 1930s, Germany began to take a number of aggressive actions that raised alarm bells in Poland and other neighboring countries. In 1936, Germany reoccupied the Rhineland, a demilitarized zone along the French border, in violation of the Treaty of Versailles. In 1938, Germany annexed Austria, known as the Anschluss, and then demanded that Czechoslovakia cede the Sudetenland, a predominantly German-speaking region. These actions showed that Germany was willing to use force to achieve its goals and raised concerns about further expansion. Poland was particularly vulnerable to a German invasion due to its strategic location and large German-speaking minority. Poland had regained its independence after World War I and had modernized and expanded its military in anticipation of potential threats. The country faced significant challenges, including limited resources and a lack of modern equipment, but it was able to make significant progress in the interwar period. One of the key steps that Poland took was to establish a professional, standing army, rather than relying on a system of conscription. The army was well-trained and well-equipped, with a focus on mobile, armored units and modern artillery. Poland also developed its air force, which became one of the largest and most advanced in Europe. The air force included both bombers and fighters, 
and it was equipped with the latest technology, including radio communications and advanced aircraft engines. In addition to modernizing its military equipment, Poland also invested in infrastructure and logistics to support its armed forces. The country built new roads and rail lines, as well as military bases and fortifications along its borders. Poland also recognized the importance of intelligence gathering and developed a sophisticated intelligence network to monitor potential threats. Despite the efforts to modernize and expand its military, Poland faced significant challenges in defending itself against Germany's overwhelming military power. Polish leaders knew that an invasion was likely, but they hoped that international pressure and alliances with France and the United Kingdom would deter Hitler. However, these alliances were not strong enough to prevent the invasion and ultimately proved ineffective. Poland's intelligence service was able to provide early warning of potential German aggression, but ultimately, Poland was unable to prevent the invasion that came on September 1, 1939. The invasion would be swift and brutal, and Poland would be quickly overwhelmed by Nazi Germany's invasion. On September 1, 1939, the German army invaded Poland from the west, south, and north. German planes bombed Polish cities, and tanks and infantry advanced on the ground. The Polish army was outnumbered and outmatched, and the invasion quickly overwhelmed them. The invasion began with a surprise attack by the German Luftwaffe, or Air Force, which targeted Polish airfields and military installations. The Luftwaffe was a modern and well-equipped force, with a focus on fast, maneuverable aircraft that were capable of delivering devastating firepower. The Luftwaffe carried out a coordinated attack on Polish airfields, military installations, and communications infrastructure the same day that German troops crossed the Polish border. The German planes launched a surprise attack on Polish airfields, destroying many of the planes on the ground and leaving the Polish Air Force heavily damaged and unable to mount an effective defense. The second wave of the Luftwaffe attack focused on Polish cities and infrastructure. German bombers targeted key transportation hubs, such as rail lines and bridges, as well as industrial centers and other strategic targets. This bombing campaign caused significant damage and disrupted Polish communication and transportation networks. The German air attack on Poland was supported by ground forces, which were able to make rapid progress due to the air superiority provided by the Luftwaffe. The air attack was also intended to demoralize the Polish population and military, making it easier for German ground forces to advance. The Luftwaffe's air power proved to be a decisive factor in the outcome of the invasion, with German planes providing critical support to ground forces and allowing them to make rapid progress. The German Luftwaffe attack on Poland marked a significant shift in the nature of warfare, highlighting the importance of air power and the devastating impact that modern aircraft could have on military and civilian targets. The lessons learned from the Luftwaffe's success in Poland would have a significant impact on military strategy in the years to come. The Luftwaffe's attack was followed by a ground invasion by German troops, who crossed the Polish border in multiple locations. The German military employed Blitzkrieg tactics, or Lightning War, which was a military strategy that emphasized the use of fast-moving, 
highly coordinated armored units supported by air power, with the goal of quickly overwhelming enemy forces and seizing key objectives. The German military employed a combination of armored units, infantry, and air power to rapidly advance into Polish territory and seize key cities and infrastructure. The German army made use of a number of tactics to achieve its objectives. The first wave of the attack focused on disrupting Polish communication and transportation networks, with German air power targeting key transportation hubs and the German army employing sabotage and other tactics to disrupt Polish logistics. Once communication and transportation networks had been disrupted, the German army launched a series of coordinated attacks on Polish military positions, using fast-moving armored units to penetrate enemy lines and seize key objectives. The German Air Force provided critical support, using air power to disrupt Polish troop movements and target enemy positions. The Blitzkrieg strategy was highly effective allowing the German military to make rapid progress and quickly overwhelm Polish resistance. Despite putting up a fierce defense, the Polish army was outmatched by the German military's superior numbers and technology. The Polish army, while well-trained and well-equipped, was outmatched by the German military's superior numbers and technology. The Polish army was also hampered by the country's limited infrastructure which made it difficult to move troops and supplies quickly. Despite these challenges, the Polish army put up a fierce resistance, particularly in the west of the country. Polish troops fought bravely against overwhelming odds, but they were eventually forced to retreat. The German army made rapid progress in the early days of the invasion, capturing key cities such as Krakow, Lodz, and Warsaw. The Polish government and military leadership were forced to flee the country, and the Polish army was gradually pushed back towards the east. The invasion was marked by a number of atrocities committed by the German military against Polish civilians, including mass executions and forced deportations. The German military also targeted Jewish communities, initiating the Holocaust that would later claim the lives of millions of people. The invasion of Poland also marked the beginning of the Soviet Union's involvement in the war. Just over two weeks after the German invasion began, the Soviet Union invaded Poland from the east, as part of a secret agreement with Germany to divide the country. Despite the swift defeat, the Polish people did not give up their fight for freedom. The Polish Air Force, though small, also managed to score some victories against the Luftwaffe. The pilots became known as the few for their bravery and determination in the face of overwhelming odds. Resistance groups sprang up all over the country, conducting acts of sabotage and espionage behind enemy lines. The Polish resistance would grow to be a complex and diverse network of underground organizations and individuals who fought against Nazi occupation during World War II. The resistance movement emerged in the wake of the German invasion of Poland in 1939, and it continued to operate throughout the war, despite intense repression and brutality by the German authorities. The Polish resistance was made up of a range of groups, including members of the Polish army who had evaded capture or escape from POW camps, as well as civilians who had been radicalized by the experience of occupation. The resistance was also divided along ideological lines, 
with some groups representing democratic and nationalist ideals, while others were aligned with the Soviet Union invaded Poland from the east on September 17, 1939, just over two weeks after the German invasion of Poland. The invasion was a coordinated military operation with Nazi Germany, which marked a pivotal moment in the early stages of World War II. The Soviet Union's invasion of Poland was based on a secret agreement with Nazi Germany, known as the Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact. The pact included a secret protocol that divided Eastern Europe into spheres of influence between Germany and the Soviet Union. Unbeknownst to Poland, the country was divided between the two powers, with the Soviet Union receiving control of much of the eastern part of the country. The Soviet invasion of Poland was swift and overwhelming. The Red Army crossed the Polish border in multiple locations, with over 20 divisions and nearly 500,000 troops. The Polish army, already weakened and demoralized by the German invasion, was unable to mount a significant resistance to the Soviet forces. The Soviet military engaged in a number of brutal tactics during the invasion, including mass deportations and executions. Soviet forces targeted Polish military personnel, intellectuals, and other perceived enemies of the Soviet state. The Soviet authorities also established a puppet government in the areas of Poland that they controlled, which was aligned with Soviet interests. The Soviet invasion of Poland marked a significant turning point in the early stages of World War II, solidifying the alliance between Nazi Germany and the Soviet Union and setting the stage for further aggression and violence in Europe. The invasion also had long-lasting consequences for the Polish people, with the country remaining under Soviet control until the fall of communism in the late 1980s. Despite the Soviet Union's significant role in the Allied victory in World War II, the invasion of Poland remains a controversial and contentious event, reflecting the complex and often conflicting motivations and actions of the major powers during the war. The invasion of Poland marked the beginning of World War II. In the wake of the invasion, France and the United Kingdom had issued ultimatums to Germany demanding that it withdraw its troops from Poland and cease its aggressive actions. When Germany failed to comply with these demands, France and the United Kingdom declared war on September 3, 1939, fulfilling their commitment to the defense of Poland under a mutual defense agreement. The declaration of war was a significant moment in the early stages of World War II, marking the formal beginning of the conflict between the Allied powers and the Axis powers. Despite their declaration of war, France and the United Kingdom were initially unable to mount an effective defense against Germany's military aggression. The so-called phony war period saw limited military action, with both sides largely focused on building up their military forces. The phony war period, also known as the Sitzkrieg, was a period of limited military activity in Western Europe during the early stages of World War II. The period lasted from September 1939 to May 1940, following the German invasion of Poland and the subsequent declarations of war by France and the United Kingdom. During the phony war, there were few military actions on the Western Front, with both sides largely focused on building up their military forces and preparing for future offensives. 
The term phony war was coined by the press to describe the apparent lack of action on the front, which stood in stark contrast to the intense fighting that had occurred during the German invasion of Poland. Despite the apparent lack of action, there were some significant military developments during the phony war. The French and British governments made efforts to build up their military forces and strengthen their defenses while the German military focused on consolidating its gains in Poland and preparing for future offensives. There were also some limited military actions during the phony war period. These included a number of naval engagements in the North Sea, as well as some aerial bombing and reconnaissance missions. The phony war period is remembered as a time of uncertainty and tension, as the major powers prepared for what would become one of the deadliest conflicts in human history. Despite the apparent lack of action on the Western Front, the period was marked by significant military developments and would have a significant impact on the outcome of the war. The phony war period came to an end in May 1940, when Germany launched a series of offensives that quickly overran much of Western Europe, including France. The fall of France marked a significant victory for Germany and it highlighted the challenges facing the Allied powers in their efforts to defeat the Axis powers. Despite this setback, France and the United Kingdom continued to fight against Germany and its allies, with the war ultimately lasting until 1945. The declaration of war marked a significant moment in the history of World War II, highlighting the complex alliances and geopolitical tensions that led to one of the deadliest conflicts in human history. Hitler justified the invasion of Poland as a necessary step to secure Germany's living space in Eastern Europe. He claimed that the Polish people were inferior and that Germany had the right to conquer their land. This racist ideology would later lead to the Holocaust and the murder of millions of Jews, Romani, and other groups. Hitler's justifications were widely rejected by the international community but his aggression and military power made it difficult for other countries to take action. The invasion of Poland set the stage for further aggression and violence by Germany and the eventual defeat of the Nazi regime. The invasion of Poland remains a tragic and pivotal event in world history. Poland suffered greatly, and the world was plunged into war. The invasion also highlighted the dangers of appeasement and the need for international cooperation to prevent aggression and protect human rights. Today, memorials and museums in Poland and around the world commemorate the invasion and its victims, ensuring that its lessons are not forgotten. The invasion serves as a reminder of the terrible cost of war and the importance of working to prevent conflicts and promote peace. The invasion of Poland remains a dark chapter in human history, a reminder of the devastating consequences of aggression and conflict. The invasion set the stage for years of violence and destruction, culminating in the deaths of millions of people during World War II. However, the invasion also serves as a powerful reminder of the importance of standing up against injustice and tyranny, and the need for international cooperation to prevent conflict and promote peace. Today, as we remember the victims of the invasion and the atrocities committed during World War II, we must remain committed to working towards a better future. We must strive to build a world where the lessons of the past are remembered and acted upon, where human rights and dignity are protected, and where the pursuit of peace and justice is a shared goal.
Only then can we truly honor the memory of those who suffered during one of the darkest times in human history and work towards a better, more peaceful future for all.